Hey everybody, welcome to our very first episode here of Player to Player. It's a brand new podcast we're bringing you here at Nerdy Northerners where we are going to be talking about the latest news in the video game industry. We have a lot of people here with experience and you're going to be filled in with a lot of news. Uh, we're going to be talking about, again, as I mentioned, the recent uh, things that have happened last week. Every Jeez. Every week with these guys, uh, I've got Wes and Danny joining me tonight, <laughs> and we normally would have Will here for this, as uh, it is planned for Will to be here, but unfortunately he can't be here for tonight's episode. But uh, after we talk about the news, we're going to be breaking into a main topic of the night, and that topic of tonight is going to be the state of gaming. So we're going to be talking about the state of gaming in 2020, with COVID having hit, and with everything else going on in the industries, we're going to be discussing... Well, again, the, the, the state of gaming in 2020. But uh, before we get into that, we are going to st- spend a little bit of time talking about ourselves here. And would either of you find gents like to take the floor here? Um, I guess I'll go first. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, uh, you guys know me. I'm Mr. Classic. I'm Danny. And like uh, Jake has said, we are all um, you know gamers. We all have our passion and our love for different types of games. Um been a gamer whew, since i can remember i i don't see myself doing anything other than gaming sometimes uh i pretty much like every type of game except i'm not really huge into sports but fifa is the only one that i actually play the most of mm-hmm. um but yeah i like i said long time gamer long time collector as you can see behind me uh this is my uh, my lair so this is uh gaming has always been a passion uh whether it's uh creating um you know content or you know playing the games or collecting or anything gaming is just in the blood yeah i definitely yeah. get that and i'm always look yeah i was gonna say and i'm always looking uh looking forward to uh to buy my uh, my new future uh game which is what this uh show is all about us talking about uh the states of the state of gaming and uh stuff that's coming out yeah i mean uh we, we all love our video I'll games here. Hmm? you good there danny <laughs> i'm good, good. All right. i'm alive so, uh, so uh i'll go next here so uh obviously i'm jake uh, for those of you unaware my little name tag is right below there uh i am a video game store manager uh i run a video game store so in that case it's a lot of the background information that i know um everything from doing the orders to release dates pre-orders bonuses some of the you know the the deals that go on there um you know why certain places get you know certain deals and promotions obviously there's money involved and those that's just the easy talk there but uh you know, there's a certain insight that store managers can uh, can bring from you know games being traded in, accessories being traded in, to you know all all the different corporate dealings and the phone calls we've been a part of, and and uh, so th- there's a lot of experience that you know that I feel that you know I can bring to this, and you know hopefully as you guys uh, continue to watch us here on Player to Player, you'll find that uh, you know the the gathered experience that we have here is is. Uh, well there we have a lot and our passion behind gaming is big i've played games uh, since i was a little kid three four years old starting out on the super nintendo playing donkey kong country uh moved up into the n64 uh moved on to i actually started believe it or not after n64 i went to playstation first and then i dropped playstation because halo came out 
and I played Halo on the <laughs> Xbox. And <laughs> my PlayStation 2 found its way into the garbage faster than I could say lickety split. And I had an Xbox sitting in front of my TV. And uh, yeah, so I, I kind of began my Xbox, you know, uh, passion there. I've always been an Xbox. I wouldn't say I've been an Xbox guy, but you know, it's, it's my console of choice if I'm going to go between the two. And um, I do a lot more. I, I game on the Switch, game on the PC. I game on pretty much any system. Uh, there's that meme I always found that's funny where it has the different classes. Found myself up on up in the uh, the multi uh, multi platform monarchy. The capability to play many different games because while well, we have all the different systems to play them on, you know none of this console wars. The the uh, the uh, mobile peasants. <laughs> I miss the console wars. Come on, <laughs> you miss the console wars. But uh, oh yeah, that was the best time of gaming. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I've play, played World of Warcraft for years. Uh, I played a lot of different MMORPGs, FPSs. Um, there's a lot of games that I've played. So there's not a whole lot I'm not uh, willing to talk on or share some, you know, sh- shed some light on. So yeah, you guys are, you guys stay tuned for a good, good show. Uh, yeah, I guess I guess I'll jump in then. Uh, I, I'm, <laughs> I've got you know similar similar backstory. Uh, like I played games since uh, since I was a, a kid playing my brother's Atari. Moving on to the NES and all the way through through the ranks to now. Uh, similar to Jake, I've I've just kind of done the multi platform thing ever since uh, basically uh, N64 and uh, PlayStation. Uh, and yeah, just kind of played a bit of everything. Similar to Danny, I'm not big on the sports games. I, I you know, I, I've enjoyed my NHL games over the years, but never, uh, never to the same level as kind of my, you know, the other big single player and, and multiplayer titles mm-hmm. across across all the platforms. I kind of go with, you know, if if the game's good, I want to play. Yeah, kind of always been my my mantra for for stuff like that. Uh, Mm-hmm. You know, as as far as kind of some other background stuff, similar to to Jake, I I worked at uh, at an EB Games uh, for God six seven years, uh, for better or for worse. Uh, as a, you know, it, the 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 part timer to the to the management level and that sort of, thing. and for the last ten years, I, I game development uh, as a programmer. I've, publishers like EA and Activision. I've worked on Lego games. I've worked on the sort of uh, bargain bin stuff that <laughs> some some odious uh, articles on Kotaku here and there. Um, but uh, you know, like, yeah, kind of kind of been all over in the industry, standpoint or the other. And uh, yeah, just love every second of it, and always excited to see where gaming is going to go and always quick to jump in with uh, any criticisms when i think the the industry's going in some bad directions so. right mm-hmm. and uh and i think we're all in that in the same boat where you know we've over the years of of being gamers ourselves and the many different consoles we've been a part of and you know the different franchises we've seen rise and fall gaming companies we've seen rise and fall i mean you know we've had our fair share of pain as gamers and uh <laughs> you know, hopefully we can uh you know definitely you know we're gonna be honest you know there's no holding back we're not gonna uh you know we won't sugarcoat anything there's not uh you know 
no paid sponsorship here not yet at least no <laughs> but but no i mean that's you know we're, we're, you know it's uh yeah i mean that's just how we're gonna be but uh one quick note this whole this whole pandemic thing i don't know if this is just me but i kind of feel like i was built for the situation that's it's just kind of relieving my high school years you know? <laughs> 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 that's how i felt I, I was and my my uh, my partner and I were talking earlier tonight, and and uh, she was saying, uh, you know that that this is like I'm just I'm surviving this. I could just spend the rest of my life. like I, I I'm I I barely left the house and that sort of thing. Like I can get all my games delivered. I don't need any of this. Just like give me a game to play when I'm not working, and and I'm good to go. Right, and you know, there's that aspect of like, do I really want to see people? Nah, you know, I I can talk to them, and I, we can do this. This is nice, you know. It's, you know, it's, you know, this could be this could be a new normal. See, I I, I can get used to this with people. <laughs> well, it, it's it's funny that we talk about the whole COVID thing because like, you know, I've been on the front line since it started, and I'm I'm hearing everyone's stories from people yeah. who come in who are like, completely just uh, you know, going stir crazy uh i want to be home i want to enjoy the games that i've purchased I, my backlog of gaming is so huge <laughs> but you know everyone's been having the time of their life playing these things i've been stuck working the whole time so Poor Danny. you know I, they, 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 yeah this is definitely the i shouldn't say the best but like for us as gamers this is probably the thing that every gamer has wanted is not to go to work and wake up, you know, enjoy your games. Um, or, you know, it could just be me, but that that's definitely something that, uh, that I would love to do if I had the time to actually do it. Yeah. I, I don't know how people can be going stir crazy. Oh, you know what? I, I'm right there with you. It's, uh, you know, again, it's just, here I am, you know, almost two months later, and stepping out the front door, doing a first stretch. And it's like, oh man, what did I yeah. miss? You know, it's uh, yeah, doing, you know, feeling pretty good. But uh, yeah, let's uh, uh we'll we'll move on from there though. It's uh, you know, uh, great great to have you guys here. And unfortunately, Will can't make it for tonight, and uh, his screen will be filled up with a lovely bearded face. Hopefully next Monday. Uh, so. Player to player is normally going to be from 9 p.m. to 10 p.m. We took an extra 15 minutes. We were just waiting for a will to see if he was going to be able to show up, but uh, unfortunately not. Um, yeah, so 9 to 11 every Monday, you'll be able to catch us. And uh, we started off by talking a little bit about ourselves. Uh, we won't be doing this as much every time. This is more, again, just the first episode to get you, the viewers, uh, whether or not you're catching us live on Twitch uh, or if you're catching us over on YouTube later or if you are catching us over on anchor because this is also going to be our very first or not this is the very first pokemon was it's going to be our second podcast that makes it over to anchor fm and i hope you guys will be able to catch all of our episodes on there if you're on the go so <laughs> never fear you can always hear our lovely voices in your ears no matter where you are around the world and especially in these quarantine times you get to hear us so that's great right <laughs> so um, we are going to dive into uh, our next segment here, which is our news coverage. So we're just going to be talking about the latest things that happened throughout the week, the kind of mm -hmm. big ticketed items, and uh, going to run down them more in a quick list. Uh, not going to be spending too much time on them, as we do have a bigger topic that we do want to get to a more lengthy discussion. 
But uh, let's start it off with the Mafia Trilogy being announced. So in that, we have Mafia uh, 1, 2, and 3 being released all together. Is that correct? Yes. So with Mafia 1, I'm pretty sure Mafia 1 is a uh, complete remake. And then Mafia 2 is a remaster and Mafia 3 is a remaster. Uh, yes, I believe that's right. What do you guys think I, about I that? I read as well, and I, I can't confirm this. Actually check, but if you were able to snag one of the the Mafia 3, uh, Mafia 3 on one of, like, uh, Games with Gold or, or the PlayStation Plus, that mm -hmm. you actually get that, that version gets updated to the remaster as well. Okay. That's pretty cool. Mm -hmm. So you automatically get the yeah. remastered version. And it, isn't that kind of odd for them to have a remastered version of a game that was already on the PS4 and Xbox One? Hold it. The 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 remaking or remastering, re whatever you want to call it, for for Mafia One really struck me because that is an old game. Yeah. That that is a very <laughs> old PC game. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Rebuild that is is kind of crazy. Yeah, I mean that's that's almost like Final Fantasy Seven kind of level rebuilding. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Well, well, see, that's the, you know bringing that up. Like everyone now is uh, the popularity of remakes and remasters have have gone up, right? Yeah. Generation, we've played a lot of amazing games that you know a lot of the new generation haven't experienced. So having that you know remastered or you know remake like seven, it gets everyone uh, a chance to go and play these games for say like the uh, the originals that came on past systems that the current generation doesn't have right yeah so it's great to see that they're, they're bringing uh more of these games to you know to the newer audience especially good games right we mm -hmm. we don't want to have shovelware or you know uh those types of games brought back but you know gems from the past i think they should be it's just like a movie right so I think. Uh, well, there's a lot of movies that mostly the Disney classics have all been redone, touched up, and you know made better for the current day mm -hmm. audience. And it's the same with games. Mm -hmm. No, you know I'm really excited for it. I, uh, I I did play Mafia Two, and I got mostly through Mafia Three. I fell a little bit off Mafia Three there in the end. Uh, I think it's just I just picked it up too late. Yeah, I picked it up like three or four years after it came out already. So I, yeah, I picked it up two years ago, I think. Maybe not even two years, but anyways. Mm -hmm. um, it's just that time a time had elapsed, and uh, and yeah, I just uh, I never got around to it. Hopefully, it will though. But uh, moving on here, we have uh, another big highlight. Sony CEO says PS5 games are going to be announced soon. So, what kind of PS5 games would you want to see being announced? Any PS5 game? Any PS5 game? I, I find out about anything. Um, I'll let Will go first and now. I, I mean, for for me, like there there's ones that I that I'd like to see from you know sort of existing Sony franchises. Like I thought God of War was a fantastic uh, sort of <laughs> reboot for that series. I'd love to see where they go for for a God of War two uh, on a on a PS5. But I, I mean, at, at this point, it, there's we're we're what maybe six months out from launch and we know 
two titles, maybe three, mm-hmm. that that are going to be PlayStation Five games. Mm-hmm. You know, and and none of them are Sony titles. One is uh, a game that was announced at the the Game Award Game Awards in and, November. Uh, right? yeah. That, yeah, that was in December. Oh, December, sorry. And it was a CG trailer. Like it, it wasn't a gameplay trailer. I have no idea what that game is. I think Godfall. I think it was called. Yeah. Godfall. Um, and then. Yeah, and then Assassin's yeah. Creed Valhalla, which had a quote-unquote gameplay trailer earlier this month at the Xbox Series X showcase, uh, and and that's about it. That's about all we we kind of know. Mm-hmm. Um, there might be one other game in there that I'm forgetting. Uh, but yeah, I mean some of, some of the first-party Sony stuff I'd like to see. I want to I want to know what what am I looking at with this thing? Because so far I haven't. I don't really know what a PlayStation Five is yet. Mm-hmm. What about you there, Danny? Well, for for you know Sony icons, uh, which Sony doesn't have a lot of them anymore, have all uh, abandoned or sold the rights. I would really love to see a brand new Twisted Metal game. Uh, I love Twisted Metal, and. and uh, we had one that came out for the uh, PS3, which um, it was great, but, but I think they need to. Um, I think they need to upgrade it somehow, make it uh, improve on the design. I, I think what Sony needs to do is go back to their basic category of like all their past uh, franchises for you know, the ones that they own the rights for. Uh, and make some new ones that bring back some classic icons like hell bring back a an old I'd love to see a, a, a good Spyro game mm-hmm. because oh game since the uh, the, the original like will you really you of what's really coming at least this early in the game mm-hmm. and who knows what's going having a little bit of uh... we could get more information or we could not like it's so it's all yeah i i th- i think it, i think it's really interesting that sony's hitting so hard right now at the end of the cycle uh on the ps4 like you you've got the final fantasy 7 remake you've got last of us 2 yeah uh and you've got ghost of tsushima i i thought ghost mm-hmm. of tsushima was going to be a ps5 title easily and you know they're they're coming in so hot at the end of the cycle with with some pretty big exclusive titles and not really talking much beyond very involved technical specs for the PlayStation 5 mm-hmm. really makes me wonder kind of if you've got all this front loaded in a year what what could you possibly have for the end of the for the end of it right yeah yeah yeah, you know, I, I, I'd personally like to see them go to some more of their first-party studios. Maybe another Uncharted game to come out. Uh, the last one was uh, yes. the Lost Legacy, I think, that came out. And that was with the... Uh, I've, I have not played the Uncharted series. Uh, it's amazing. It's I, it's absolutely amazing. It is a series I want to play. But uh, I would like to see them come out with another Uncharted. I think that would be a, a nice title to have for the PlayStation 5. As Wes said there, I think God of War would be a really nice one to also have. Um, another one, uh, Killzone. That uh, Killzone came out at the very beginning of the PlayStation Four with Killzone Shadowfall, and then since then it is gone. 
Yeah, Killzone, Killzone Shadowfall. Yeah, Gorilla did uh, Horizon Zero Dawn. Mm -hmm. So, a, a presumably a sequel to that? Yeah, well, there you go. See, Horizon Zero Dawn 2 would be very nice to see a sequel too. Yeah, it's been any, a, lot, a while since we've seen anything from Gorilla Games short of yeah. AR engine powering Death Stranding, so... And with the way that yeah. uh, Sony also has their handle on some of the Marvel IP titles, another Spider-Man might be really cool to see. Sure. Yeah, I can yeah. go for that. Yeah, I think, I think that'd be a really cool one. But uh, moving on from there, we have Rainbow Six Siege. The next operative might be from Splinter Cell. So uh, the uh, little bit of a snippet here is that uh, the, year five, the Year 5 Season 3 Operator uh, is currently being referred to as Scout ECH. So if you know what ECH is there, that is the uh, short form for the Echelon or the third Echelon. Uh, and that kind of hints towards it potentially being uh, for Sam, uh, the organization that Sam Fisher was related to. So what do you guys think about that? We'll see that franchise that is pretty much uh, kind of died off, right? We haven't had a new entry in that game since uh, PS at the end of PS2, early PS3, I think. Um, I think it which was, was a. Uh, I think it was Blacklist was the last one. Yeah, I was gonna say Blacklist. Oh, I'm yeah, pretty Blacklist. sure that was uh, end of Xbox 360 and end of PS3 because didn't that one come with the collector's edition with the giant plane? I it might have like the RC I, plane because I yeah. bought that. And I'm pretty sure I crashed it like the first time I used it. <laughs> I tried it, man. I took it out to my park. I was like, "This is gonna be so cool!" Oh no, no! It's, cr it's crashed and burned. Hundred and eighty dollar collector's edition. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> yeah, what? I, I guess they like they did. Um. Yeah, because Blacklist would have been the last title and that was the the like young sam fisher mm -hmm. and uh without mm -hmm. michael ironside doing the voice but he came back when they did they did dlc with him in it for um ghost recon wildlands too okay he made an appearance there they had a pretty great announcement trailer where he talks about solid snake and talks about how he's retired yep. he's the last one left uh but yeah they, they haven't really done much with that series since in the longest time mm -hmm. um, and I, I mean rainbow six has kind of been killing it over the last couple of years yeah they've done a really yeah. great job of that game so could we maybe be seeing a reintroduction to sam fisher in a popular game that's withstood time you know the, and, and that's really cool ubisoft have taken that position they've really gone and gathered themselves a few titles where they're almost like a pc title you know they got for honor they have Rainbow Six Siege, um, you know, these just conglomerates where they, their players just continue to go in. There's new content added. Um, but could we, could we be seeing a new Splinter Cell potentially coming for PlayStation 5, Xbox Series X? I hope so. Like I said, it would be nice to see it come back. Now, are we talking OG Splinter Cell or are we talking New Age Splinter Cell? Um... You know what, for me, I actually personally liked the, uh, not the, I'm not going to say I didn't like the OG, I do like the, uh, the newest ones, like, Blacklist was really, really awesome, that was probably, that was, that was the first game uh, that I actually spent a lot of time playing, 
Um, I didn't really play the earlier ones. I just got Blacklist because I thought it, it looked awesome. And I actually like the I like this story and the gameplay that uh, that they chose in that ones. Okay. Like I like like having the younger Sam Fisher is just I don't know it adds to it for me mm-hmm. my point. I, I think so I, too. I definitely I I had nothing against going the the younger Sam Fisher. I mean Michael Ironside getting old. Uh, so I mean how much can he really portray an action hero anymore? Yeah. Or, or I guess as much as Sam Fisher is uh, an action hero. Uh, mm-hmm. But yeah, like I'd I'd love to see a new entry in that series. They they did some some great uh, multiplayer stuff where you had third person stealth mixed with first person shooter uh, mechanics. Mm-hmm. Yep, remember that. And and those were tons of fun mm-hmm. to play. So I, yeah, I'd, I'd definitely be down for a new a new Splinter Cell. Mm-hmm. That'd be a lot. That'd be a good one to have. Um, let's move on here. So we have uh, a little. Not as much a gaming news. This is a little bit of an Easter egg here, though. Uh, Henry Cavill, uh, those unfamiliar, is Geralt from the Witcher series. He is also played as Superman. Um, there is an Easter egg that has been added into the latest expansion, or uh, sorry, DLC. I shouldn't say expansion. Uh, DLC for Total War Warhammer Two, placing Henry Cavill as an Elven lore master named Cavill. Now this elven <laughs> lore master named Cavill takes after traits of Geralt, where uh, in, in his description it makes reference to the winds blowing, and it being a you know a, a throwback to you know the the, the the white wolf and so a little bit of a, a little bit of a cool Easter egg there. What do you guys think about those kind of things showing up in games? Do you do you like that? Do you like when they do things like that? Do you think it's too much? I think for me personally, I actually really enjoy stuff like that. I think it's cool to add those uh, those little Easter eggs to games. We get it with movies all the time, so why not video games? Yeah, yeah I kind of fall into the same category. I'm I'm happy to have them as long as they're as long as they're well done. Like you know, it it doesn't feel like the the you know you've got the celebrity coming in and and just phoning it in. Yeah. Uh, it, yeah. It, yeah. As long as they're kind of putting in the effort as well, then yeah, it, it, I I think it works out all around. Yeah. See, and that's the big one there. I like that too. Like the effort putting in, and you know, there's you know, th- th- there's been cases obviously where celebrities have you know had their appearances you know you know shared in games or you know likewise created, and you know they themselves never never really part of the community or didn't even play the games themselves, and it is good. To, it is good to know that uh henry cavill has actually been painting warhammer figures and he's been posting this on his instagram and uh hmm. he also uh beat the witcher series in order to take on the uh role of uh girl or, or uh, he might have just only beat the witcher 3 but he did play the witcher games and uh he uh did that for the role of girl so it's good to know that there's there's a gamer out there amongst amongst the rich and famous <laughs> Yeah, it's always nice to have have the the celebrities actually put uh, some time into the I you know either the voices that they're doing it for, or, or you know like Cavell, you know he's the actor and he's he's gone into you know to see what his character is all about, what we've grown up with, and you know of who he is. Uh, I just I, I think stuff like that helps uh, helps them to uh, to bring their characters to life. I think. Mm-hmm. I do too. 
All right. Um, so moving on here, we have Rockstar Games parent company to release 93 games in the next five years. Now this one may have taken a little bit of a moment before we got going to uh, quickly discuss because we we're like, what the f 93 games? You have to be fucking crazy that have 93 games long <laughs> in five years. Like you, like you have to be mentally not, but no. So you have to remember that Rockstar's parent company is Take Two, and Take Two owns Rockstar. They also own 2K. And then there's a, another uh, another few companies that they own under their their general umbrella. So, you know, between all of them, it becomes a lot more fathomable to say, okay, well, there's going to be 93 games released within five years. But I really find that that headline was a big runner, and especially you know when they use an image of Grand Theft Auto, and your your mind goes like. <laughs> Does that mean there's going to be like 93 Grand Theft Auto caliber games launching in five years? Whoa! No way Rockstar is doing that. Right? Rockstar's like, no. uh, yeah. we're, we're, we're contemplating doing a GTA 6 because you guys can't handle it. So, yeah. like 93 games in five years? years. <laughs> five years. Right? Well, th th think how much time they put into uh, just one uh, Grand Theft Auto game. It takes They take years to make it. Like... I don't see ninety ninety uh, something games in it in that that span, unless most of it is mobile games, which could be. And you know, mobile games is definitely a lot easier to make and put out than normal console games or PC games. Yeah, no, that's exactly where it's going to be heading. It's going to be heading right to mobile games. There's going to be whole whole pile of them, and we've got this companion app. For... <laughs> Yeah. whatever it counts game we've got going and that sort of thing yeah that's a, that's a game uh uh the xbox uh series x and the playstation 5 are going to be having the x uh, or the uh hbo max day one again that is something we talked about kind of confirming that there's going to be apps although again that's something more just assumed um yeah it's uh pretty nice they're gonna have hbo max and on hbo max is there uh, is gonna have the snyder cut of the justice league which of course i'm so excited that is the cut that i actually wanted to come out to theaters uh i i i think that you know with all the stuff that's got, gone on it's really nice to see uh, a company like warner brothers put actual money into a film that is pretty much unfinished mm -hmm. uh it, it's it's unheard of so it's it it's definitely a, it's it's definitely a step in in a direction where you know uh it, a tragic thing happened with uh with the director zack snyder uh you know he had to leave josh whedon came and redid his whole movie uh and we got a completely different justice league so oh, this is big news for for uh, a movie studio um, and it's it's great that we're finally uh, getting a cut that should have came out. Mm -hmm. Um. All right. So let's. Uh, so as this is our first episode, obviously we're still ironing out the uh, the timing. We got to run through these next few. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> Saints Row Three Remastered is out. Uh, obviously, for those uh, who played Saints Row, um, number three I think was a lot better than number four. Uh, number I four, I felt was very, very, very silly. Um, not very happy with 
all i mean i, I can take the silly silliness but i mean how silly it got in four was just too much for me saints row 2 saints row 2 is where it was at in my opinion for the saints row games but uh the fact that saints row 3 is out is nice it's good to see it and uh but from what i saw in some of the reviews it hasn't really received that great of remarks uh, I, I think go ahead sorry Oh no no you were first well go ahead man. Uh I mean from from what I've seen yeah it, like the from the the technical side of things the the game is a significant improvement over the the previous game in terms of the visuals and and what they've done to sort of bring in more modern more modern rendering techniques and and that sort of thing to the to the new consoles uh and sounds like you know and when if you're playing it on an Xbox One X or a PS4 Pro you're really taking advantage of some of that stuff and getting a nice smooth solid frame rate as well okay. uh I, I i thought it was super interesting that they 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 had done a saints row 4 remake at the beginning of this generation and now sort of capping it off with a saints row 3 one at the mm -hmm. end i thought it was a little a little interesting but uh yeah i mean unfortunate if it's if it's not kind of doing that well i would i would kind of i would peg saints row 3 as my as my favorite saints row it it just kind of hit that that right level of this is super silly to differentiate it from from gta uh, as well as just having the like open world to kind of mess around and do and do what you want uh especially as grand theft auto sort of moved away from that to the more realism stuff yeah yeah two other games also launched this week man eater is also now available and minecraft dungeons is also out uh two completely different games for two completely different genres of people or maybe the same, but uh, yeah, uh, interesting to know those games are out. If you're interested in eating people as a shark or exploring the dungeons in Minecraft, uh, both of those <laughs> games are out now. And speaking of Minecraft, though, uh, there is a hilarious uh, reference to a very, very, very old game that obviously, <coughs> sorry, <coughs> obviously Minecraft Dungeons takes a lot of their inspiration from a certain PC game, Diablo. <clears throat> so, mm -hmm. of course, it wouldn't be without you know some homage to you know your the one you're copying in a lot of ways to throw in something that a lot of people liked, and they threw in the cow level. There is a secret level you can get to at the end of Minecraft. You have dungeons. You have to beat the game, I think, four times. And then each time you beat the game, you collect a gem. You put these four gems into uh, you know, into a spot. It opens a door. You go in, and it's cows. So it pays homage to the Diablo 2 map, where you used to go and uh, be able to go and kill massive amounts of cows. Human-looking <laughs> cows. They stood on their, their, their <laughs> legs, and they, they wielded axes, and they chased you, and they attacked you. That's <laughs> Definitely crazy. It's, really, it's really too bad there is no cow level. Hey. <laughs> um, so this this is probably the 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 biggest one uh, of the news related, but uh, the uh, Formula E ra uh, Formula E racer uh, Daniel Apt has been disqualified because he had someone else playing for him. Now, for those unfamiliar, Formula One has gone over to esports and has been using. Uh, online racing for continuing on their series and, and actually rewarding real points. So 
these guys got to get good fast at racing. And this guy decided that he was going to go and hire another esports professional to race for him. So he got caught. And now he's being ordered to pay uh, 10,000 euros to cover the costs. What do you guys say on that? I, 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 did, did the pro player win any races for him? No. No? No. Wow. <laughs> wow. That's, that's actually kind of worse. That's a, that's right. a lot of money. That right. is a lot of money. That's a lot of money. And, and you got disqualified. Yeah. So now you're out. And the 10,000 euros yet has to pay to a charity. So there is, there is silver okay. line in there. A charity does get some money. But, sure. uh, I mean, really? I, and I, I guess uh, during all of this, uh, one of the other racers, I, I guess they, they're supposed to have a camera on them, and his was one of like the only cameras that was blocked out. That's a red flag right there. So, you can at least sit there holding the controller, making it look like you're playing or something like uh, that. Oh, sorry, guys. Like, oh, what's going on here? Like, you know what direction the pro player is about to turn, right? Like, the, the, these tracks are set. Yeah, they uh, they got him by IP address because, uh, and again, like, you got to be thinking, right? These guys obviously, I mean, you know they're you know racers, but you know there's there's still the internet. How the internet works, and when you log into something from a from a destination, you have an IP address. So that's how they ended up getting caught. Which I find is pretty funny. Yeah, it, you know, they, yeah, they're definitely watching. They're definitely watching you. <laughs> yeah, if if they're continuing the season this way, then yeah, they're. They're going to be doing everything they can to make sure that this stuff's legit. Yeah. Although I can't imagine that it would be better to watch these guys who are professional drivers play a video game instead. Mm -hmm. I, yeah, it's I, I weird. I can't imagine they're they're good at the game or anything. Right. There's there's got to be. I don't. I I guess the way they've got this set up is they go and like like all these racers get rigs like they get the full cajones like you're basically oh, sitting okay. inside of a car. All right. All oh right. yeah. These guys. Th 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 this isn't no like here's a controller in your hand. Right trigger is your gas. It's like no. Here's your car. Sit down. You got this big, <laughs> you know, big 100 inch projector screen in front of you and running. <laughs> so yeah, they've uh. They got it pretty good. They got it pretty good. All and right. to cheat on that, it's like, come on, man. Like, come on. Like, you know, that that at least makes me think that they might have might have at least been pretty good at it. Right. Depending on how accurate these simulations <laughs> are, that 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 at least they they would be able to uh, compete with racers. Yeah. Right. Keep themselves on the track because I can, yeah. you know, I could easily see them just going flying off the track with a controller in their hand. Oh yeah. Oh, definitely. So last one for tonight, and uh, then we're going to cut to a quick commercial break here, is Civilization VI is free on the Epic Store. In case you missed it last week, Grand Theft Auto V Premium Edition was free. That was a big one. But this is also a really big one. Civilization VI <laughs> is a $79.99 game right now on, on Epic. So if you go over to Epic, and if you were to buy this, you're going to pay $90 with tax in Canada. Or you're gonna pay whatever in America, but you can get it for free. 
until Thursday. So go get it for free. Save yourself the money. And that's crazy. How Epic is able to get away with that. Like they give away more free games a month than I have ever received on Steam. And I have had Steam for so long. I don't get that. <laughs> but that's what we're going to talk about a little bit more on the state of gaming uh, after we get back from the break. So we appreciate all of you tuning in and joining us so far. We'll be back in about four or five minutes. And after that, we're going to get talking about, again, the state of gaming. So if you have any questions or if you have anything that we want to do, uh, that you want to bring up during the, that conversation, you, the viewers, down there in the chat is where to leave it. And we'll see you soon. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Play to Player, our first episode here of our brand new video game podcast at Nerdy Northerners. I'm Jake, and I'm joined by Wes and Danny. Normally, we would have Will joining us for this, but unfortunately, he wasn't able to make tonight's episode. But uh, the purpose of our show here is to talk with you guys about the latest gaming news and talk with you about one or two specific topics every week, a little bit more in depth, which is what we're going to be doing right now. So as we mentioned before the break, we are going to be talking about the state of gaming. And on that, I do have a little bit of a question to pose. So... So it's 2020. COVID has hit shutting down esports venues, physical gaming stores, and impeding on new releases, both software and hardware related. How, if it has, has COVID impacted games as we know it? And what does this mean for the future of gaming as a whole? Where do we see the industry moving to? Are there new models that might be more lucrative for companies to pursue? So, I mean, that's obviously a lot to uh, to start off with, but we're going to break that down just a little bit here. So, just on the basic basic state of game in 2020, um, Danny, I'll, I'll ask you first here. What are your thoughts on the, uh, well, just the current state of the games? If you can just give me your quick thoughts. happens um like my copy of final fantasy 7 i had to wait uh for it and it took a couple it took a week after launch or two weeks after launch i can't remember exactly uh to get that um and it sucks you know when you want something and everything's closed down uh i think the future of gaming um to be honest we've seen a rise in digital gaming because of the uh, covid that happened but i think there's still people out there, and you can attest to this, uh, that want to go out to a physical store and buy a physical product. Um, I don't think we're going to see much of a change of of a, a big shift over to digital. You're going to have a lot of people who prefer to it to stay home, uh, but you're always going to have the option uh, people who want, uh, you know, a physical copy. Um, talking about like future releases and stuff yeah most of our games have been either 
delayed or pushed back until next year. Um, there, there are a few that we know that are coming out this year, but our whole 2020 is pretty much in, it's up in smoke. Uh, and, you know, talking about the, the PlayStation 5 and the Xbox, we really don't know if that's even going to release this year. Like, we've, we have reports that it might, uh, but anything could happen in the next, you know, few months. We're looking at a November, December launch. Uh, I, for me personally, I don't see that happening. Mm-hmm. Like that, that it's it's one thing to have a. Yeah, I was I was gonna say like it's, it's hard to say kind of what the state. I I guess it I I kind of agree with you to to a certain extent just because I I kind of wonder where the. Like if 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 let's say these systems launch, what sort of state of this launch are we looking at in terms of? Uh, obviously, it's a, it's a console launch. There's always a shortage of consoles. Uh, mm-hmm. Not everyone's going to get one on launch day. This is the way it is. Uh, but that shortage, I, I can only imagine, is going to be even even greater, given the situation of actually trying to manufacture, produce these these boxes in time. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, it, the the technical specs and all of that stuff. That's that's set. Like that is not changing. That is already. That's not what's going to cause a delay. It's going to be, hey, we just don't have enough to really make a fulfilled launch at, at a certain mm-hmm. point. And then, uh, as you kind of you point out, like the, what's the state of the software? A lot of that stuff may hit, may not hit. A lot of this stuff can be done remotely. Uh, but how the, the majority of these games, like, it's it's often said that the last ten percent of that game is where it really comes together. It, is that still doable from from this remote standpoint? Mm-hmm. You know, can, can the developers still bring this thing together at the last second? Because a lot of games kind of they 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 go out the door really really hot. You know, kind of cobbled together in a lot of in a lot of spots. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, I. I I, I kind of wonder it that it, if it does get pushed back, that it, it I can only imagine it's because that launch is not going to meet sort of the expectations of what a console launch is going to be. Mm-hmm. That so I, I guess I agree with you guys. They're spending a little bit of time here on the on on the games being pushed back and and the console. So on the games being pushed back, I mean, we'd already seen a few delays uh, prior to COVID being announced, but. You know, you saw The Last of Us obviously be hit by that, and there's been several others that have been hit. Um, you know, you know, you know, you know their their delays pushed back. And as you were speaking there too, Wes, the the quality aspect is a huge thing that has to be questioned because, you know, having an office where you're working with everybody and, and able to collaborate and you know quickly discuss and share, you know, versus that remote, you know, that remoteness that you're you're away from everybody. In order for me to get a, I got to get a hold of someone. I mean, you know, for you guys to get a hold of me sometimes, it's you know, it's difficult because I'm not always at my phone, or I, you know, mm-hmm. I'm not, you know, I mean, for for eight hours, does that mean that that person's gonna sit there and like a, you know, in a Zoom call for eight hours with people? Highly unlikely. That's like that's asking too much, you know. But you know, for them to be logged in, you know, working and 
uh, it doesn't feel as as cohesive and and then you wonder you know uh, you know how many more errors are going to be hiccups you know and hiccups you're going to see out of that you know there's this big crunch time that is put on at the end of games you know um sometimes you know drastically so but i i don't i don't see this working out very well when you have all these people kind of you know almost i almost see it as like a pins in a board you know like little little thumbtacks on a board just you know everybody's adding their thumbtack to the board but i just i don't see the picture coming together all that clearly you know just not yeah. everybody's there um but I mean, it's also put a big question, too, because something I read, um, <clears throat> I mean, this is movie-related, but um, the new Trolls movie debuted on YouTube, I think, and it already debuted on YouTube, I, I'm, I'm not exactly sure where it debuted, because that's not the point. The point is that this new Trolls movie debuted, and it did four times their revenue generation for... Uh, Dream or the company behind I think it's DreamWorks behind Trolls, uh, for DreamWorks than the previous Trolls had done in the same amount of time. So I mean, you know, you start thinking on, you know, the, you know, cutting out the middleman and, you know, cutting out the physical and, you know, before I get on that too much, I'm gonna dip over to the consoles because I feel it all kind of, kind of comes together where. You know, you have this change in society where, or, 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 or I mean, like this, you know, everyone's saying there's going to be this big change and we're going to be doing things so much differently and that, you know, it's not going to be the same. And, and um, you know, e even for games, I mean, you know, it was, uh, you know, seven years ago that Xbox tried coming out on stage and telling us that, you know, it was going to be, you know, they were going to go basically disc less they're, you know, they're that was that was their aim that they wanted everybody to well you'll, you'll all be digital i mean if there is a time now where you as an xbox one or xbox series x or even as a playstation you know if, you know building one of those systems yeah you can put a disc drive in but kind of what kind of where you were hinting there earlier wes in the stock and availability we're dealing with a pandemic right now and there is an issue getting nintendo switches and playstation 4s right now xbox one yeah those are diamond does you can find them pretty much anywhere but but PlayStation, <laughs> <laughs> i'm sorry i'm an xbox guy too but at the end of the day they are fucking uh, everywhere man yeah let's be re realistic about that right um yeah playstation 4s and nintendo switches though i again in my store i can't keep them in stock i sold uh i had three playstation 4s uh three playstation 4 pros used I had two PlayStation 4s used and no Switches because I, I was out of Switches. That's not even a conversation to have. But I sold all four, all five of those PlayStation 4 systems in the first two days we reopened this week. And I hadn't sold those well, systems see, that... in weeks, months prior. I mean, like, I think those PS4 Pros yeah. sat there for something like you know, two months. You know, so yeah. it's... But... It's crazy because, like, it's going and talking about the uh, PS5 and the, the Xbox. Um, you know, you just brought up the Switch. Nintendo's been having troubles keeping up with making Switches. What is, how is Sony and Microsoft going to have success in creating PS5s and Xboxes? I, I don't see it happening. I don't see, I don't believe that we're going to see a launch of, of any new console this year, I don't think. Yeah, I mean, 
at least from my point. What do you think, Wes? I, I, I don't know. I keep, uh, there, there was an interview with, with Phil Spencer a few weeks back, and, and he was saying that as far as the hardware side goes, they're, they're pretty much they're, – they're, they're in, on track. They are, they are looking good for, for a November launch. Now, I mean, obviously he's going to say that right up until the point that that's no longer the case. Uh, but yeah, I mean, everything about this this console launch has been dramatically different, and and, and because of this situation, you mm-hmm. know, we don't have E3 now. So how much is that going to mess with the plans of what Sony was planning to do to announce this launch? Because mm-hmm. presumably that's where they were going to show the PlayStation Five for the first time. <clears throat> we still haven't seen that box. I don't know what one looks like or anything like that. Not that that matters tremendously but it it does instill a little bit more confidence in what their plan is when you can actually say oh yeah that's that's a playstation 5 they've actually shown me when when we're six months out and i don't know what it looks like it's like okay well when are you actually going to show me this when because do you have any is it anything built yeah yeah Mm -hmm. and 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 that kind of gets me to where i want to go next is you know, if there was a time to get more people on digital, and you know they may not be having a problem, or, or as, as as Phil Spencer said there, you know they're may, maybe maybe hiding a problem, or they're not going to uh, uh, you know allude to a problem, or maybe there is none. But if there is a problem with their supply and them building these systems, with the Xbox One and them creating that discless version. I would not see it uh, unfathomable for both Sony and Microsoft to just copy that idea and be like, well, I mean, if we could pump these out a little bit faster and cheaper. Now, the cheaper thing coming on for me, and as it makes some sense, is if the supply for the regular models is so low that the demand has since then gone up. Like, I know... That's the thing is I know we're going to be entering into November with these two consoles launching, but you know how how everything is still going to be affected over the next couple months. I mean, two months ago we had no idea, you know, that we'd be sitting here doing this right now. We thought things would be a little bit different, right? You know, for them, I mean, you know, there's there's this idea that there's going to be a second wave. There's this idea that you know it's not going away, and then we're getting into November when it it might kick back up again. So, I mean, you're telling everybody, no, now you got to stay at home. Now you're all at home. You know, everybody's got to stay home. You know, and there's this console that's being launched. I, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, it, to me, to me, it sounds like a perfect time to make a discless version and try and get more people onto digital, especially if the cost could go up given that we're in an uncircum circumstance like this like this is unprecedented we never had this before right you know we're expecting those two systems to come out in november probably at around a 600 price point 700 price point is what we're okay you know what okay i'll drop that but no more right you know if all of a sudden you come november and it's like yeah that xbox series x is now 1200 dollars. it's like <laughs> uh, what <laughs> But you can buy this discless version for seven hundred. I don't know. You know what I mean? Just cheaper. So I don't know. I just. I I think there's opportunities there. Uh, 
you know, to, to like, like you said with the Trolls movie, there, there's opportunities there to, to deliver these things in a different fashion. Mm-hmm. Uh, as much as, like, I, I, I'm kind of in the same boat as you guys. I, I love having, like, the actual game. I love having the disc or the cart, whatever. I love, I love that I can go back and pop, you know, Contra into my NES and I can still play it. Um, mm-hmm. Whereas in digital, it, it, gets a, it gets hazy to begin with, and it gets more so when you start factoring in console, like, console, like, generations of a console and that sort of thing mm-hmm. uh I, I i as much as i i i agree with sort of the the premise of what you're saying with in terms of this is a great time to jump on digital there's still so much of the the infrastructure side that's just not there so many people have data caps on their on their their internet connection so many people have just internet connections that are not fast enough to download what the size of these going these games is going to be i mean like red dead 2 call of duty those games are 100 gig games Mm -hmm. if you're running on Mm -hmm. some 25 megabit per second you know uh dsl or or something like that out in the country that's going to take you days you know you're going to be there forever and then you could hit, you could have a 50 gig cap, and now what? You've got to spend two months downloading the next Call of Duty. That's, it, you know, there's so many other, <laughs> so many other avenues that that oh, there are, is. are blocking this in a lot of ways. That just going completely digital without any thought of it seems, uh, it seems very short-sighted to me. For from from the like publisher standpoint, from like mm-hmm. the, you know, Microsoft to do that seems like they would be very much shooting themselves in the foot well look at uh like take a look at um you know google stadia same thing you got a streaming uh well what's kind of like a streaming service you're paying for the games and uh you know you're running it through their servers uh is a complete disaster um that you know that's a system if you want to call it a system that is a complete and utter failure so I I don't I don't really see uh, a future of an all digital um an all digital system you know we they've the Xbox um you know the discless Xbox it people hated it it was one of those things where you know like what was the point of that when yeah. you can just have a normal system uh, and you know you have the option of having a physical product or a digital product uh, which should always be the case. Yeah, I, I always think the choice definitely should be there. It's, uh, yeah, I, I think that's what helps keep the you know the overall competition, uh, well, alive. Uh, mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah, and and Google Stadia is is just a prime example of that. Just that that sort of haziness to the digital distribution side mm-hmm. because. Google's a new player in this realm, and they don't have the best track record of committing to a technology and just going for it. Like you can mm-hmm. call out Gmail and and Chrome for sure, but if you look up their canceled projects, that Lots. list is extensive. Yeah, you know that. So how long until Google just decides, eh, this the Stadia thing, we're not doing it anymore? Speaking mm-hmm. of. And, and, 
that that money you spent those games are gone you you don't own them yeah no. speaking on the stadia real quick i mean that is almost you know you, you, you know i mean that is literally like the you know the, the disless xbox one series x or playstation 5 that they you know they could launch there's obviously been problems with that but you also beg the question though you know it's you know would they be willing to alienate certain customers to push that you know, you know just to push that agenda to push that direction for you know that going forward they were almost willing to do it seven years ago with the xbox mm-hmm. one seven years ago they were willing to do it then it just it makes me think that you know that, that you know there does lie some possibility um got another comment actually or we got a, a comment here we're going to read for the first time uh this is from brian and bottles he says that troll sting caused a backlash though the biggest theater chain in the world now refuses to screen any movies from that distributor at their physical locations when they reopen until they renegotiate a totally new release agreement so on that and referring back to something that we mentioned about the um games being released and there being other more lucrative options i mean so what blew my mind over the last or that's what's blown my mind probably sorry since since uh february was i downloaded the epic uh, epic game stores launcher because i started playing fortnite a free-to-play game okay since then i mean many other games have been on here so i've just been not the greatest person in getting all these but <laughs> there has been eight other games i have downloaded for free without paying a dime i such i'll pause that i did buy the battle pass for fortnite to play with my daughter so bought that but i have not paid a for a single game and i mean just as i announced Sid Meier's civilization 6 is available like that's insane that's a 90 dollar game and mm-hmm. on nintendo switch it's 39.99 but if you're gonna buy it for playstation 4 or xbox one it's 79.99 right now like i'm selling that for 79.99 in my store brand new right now and I, I i don't understand how i can look a customer in the eye and be like hey you know what civilization 6 is free today here you go because I'm, <laughs> I'm losing 68 dollars a copy right yeah I know what my hard cost is on that. But the conversation changes, I guess, when, you know, you're getting down to digital and, you know, you, you start, I mean, yeah, and again, I, I own a store. I, you know, out of all the people, I, I really don't like digital all that much. But, you know, it just, it begs the question just kind of how games are going to be released if you've got such prolific titles. Like, I've got Grand Theft Auto V, Sid Meier's Civilization VI, World War Z, uh, as the three games I've picked up being, you know, the bigger titles. And I've missed, I've missed some. I missed Just Cause 4. Like, that's the title I, I missed and I sadly missed, you know. But, uh, like, that's what I really wanted to pick up and play, too. But, like, that's a $29.99 game, so it's $30, $30, $30. I mean, if you're giving out, mm-hmm. like, if they just gave me out, I mean, like just this month between Grand Theft Auto Five and Sid Meier's Civilization Six. Those two games are over a hundred dollars, and that's in two weeks. I uh, yeah. It, it just begs the question, you know, whether or not, just like the movie studios did to that, uh, or just like the movie studio did to the movie theater chain, they obviously don't care. There's obviously at some point they've come along and said, you know what, we just 
we don't care about that number anymore. Like that number that you represent, it's not that big. And, and we believe we can make this other number bigger if we just erase your number down. And it worked. Yeah, they received the backlash. Mm -hmm. The theater's like, we're not going to play your movie. And they're like, we weren't going to ask you to. You know, like, or, or maybe they were, you know, that was their plan after. But I mean, like, if you've made four times the money, you just keep it as a digital title that sits on your thing. You know, you know it, it begs the question whether or not you look to release games physically. And that's a sad concept to think of that. I mean, but sort of reality, like there's already titles that are released that don't receive a physical uh, version to go with it. You know, mm. not as many of the triple A and double A titles, you know, obviously because there's just too big of a market, kind of where you're saying they're West. But I, I don't know. It really makes me ponder this next generation and, and, and what kind of stances they're going to be taking just with Steam. I mean, you have Steam and you have the Epic Game Store, and Steam's, Steam's kind of been like the console version on the PC for a long time. They haven't really done anything in order for you to buy games. Yeah, they got some sales on. You, you, you know you hit up the, the steam summer sale but i've had steam eight years ten years now something like that and i have not received any free games off of steam mm -hmm. and maybe yeah, maybe that's just me odd one here and there where it's just the developer has dropped it down to zero yeah yeah see and i just yeah so i just miss all those but I mean, yeah, they're they're never advertised or anything. Yeah, to get prompted, oh hey, hey, by the way, Sid, uh, Civilization Six is uh, free. <laughs> well, hey, Grand Theft Auto Five Premium Edition is free. Like that alone, just the fact that that came out free. Yeah, I, I know it's an old game, but that's a lot of content to put out for free. And if you know what you're playing, mm -hmm. you've never played Grand Theft Auto before, even if you have. Like I'm going through it again. I'm having a blast. I'm thinking, you know, I, I think it's amazing. But. uh well, and, and this has been Epic's play, right? They're, they talked up the very much the they want to drive competition and things like that when they, they announced their 88-12 split uh, in terms of the, the revenue split between them and developers. Uh, they, they announced it as, we want to drive competition in this, this area between them and Steam. But that's... I mean that's that's a nice thing to say on on you know on the surface, but they've got that Fortnite money. They're going out and they're spending it. They they don't want to compete with Steam. They want to be Steam. Oh yeah, they want to take that, Steam out. They could care mm -hmm. less what Steam does or what Valve does, I guess. They they want their service to be the 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 launcher you open instead of. Uh, instead of Steam, and I mean they've already got uh, in the, the entire sort of younger generation of of players because they all played Fortnite, so they yeah. already had the the launcher installed, and now it's just a store. As yeah, oh, so, what a genius like, ploy too! Like what an absolutely genius ploy that was. Yeah, yeah. It, it. I mean, it's it's the right move, and and I mean I can't fault. The fact that I got Civ Six and and GTA Five for free on there, <laughs> but but I you know I, at the same time you know I, I I see what it is like I still have that Steam library I I still have that launcher and I've got the the Battle.net launcher and right, the, right? The they're all over the place. And, 
Uh, I got too many launchers. But like, what they're doing over there, and I mean, it even gives question to uh, to Xbox Xbox and PlayStation ownership. I would say I I would seriously say that the Epic Store be doing what they're doing, releasing the games that they're doing. I mean, that's along the lines of the, the Xbox One and PlayStation 4's membership you're paying. You're paying, you know, uh, Xbox, you're paying $70, $80 a year. PlayStation, you're paying $70 a year. And you're getting those, you know, four free games a month. But I've never received Civ 6. I've never... You know, if you lose those games, if, if, you, if your subscription lapses, you don't have access to those games while you're not a subscriber. Yeah. Which is, yeah, which it's is gone. Yeah. Which, which is nuts, but that's not which, the case. I mean, if, if you look at the GTA Five, like the they had videos running announcing that 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 was free on the Epic Store, and it kept saying, "This is yours forever." Yeah. Like it mm-hmm. hammering that point home that there is no like, "Hey, look, if you don't spend, a, I've never spent a dime on the Epic Games Launcher, but yeah, I've got like fifteen games on that thing." Right, but but that's crazy. I mean, like to think that. I I I bought the battle pass for Fortnite, so I spent I think it's like fifteen dollars Canadian. Epic. I gave Epic fifteen dollars Canadian, and I've received back almost fifteen games. You know, I got like nine games, but you know, it's like <laughs> it, it's still it's like yeah. it, it's crazy. It's just and and again, it just it makes me think about what we could see out of. Microsoft and Sony, whether or not they could see what Epic's doing and be like, "Damn, I, I, you know, let's take note here," because I mean, they're in the same boat. You know, they're a step ahead. They've got the community already, which is what Epic did with Fortnite, and then Epic started selling them stuff, you know, other people's stuff. The only thing they don't have is a console. <laughs> you know? mm-hmm. Well, um, there's an argument being I- made here. Uh, sorry, sorry, Danny. I'll let- Oh, I was going to say, who who knows it, uh, yet, right? <laughs> Epic could make their own system. Who knows? Yeah, they they absolutely could. I mean, they also own that license that every one of the games run. <laughs> right, yeah. Like, the yeah. Unreal Engine's theirs, isn't it? It is, yep. yeah. yeah. They, they make that. Yeah. So I, I, they, that's they crazy. They've got their fingers in every pie. They're owned by the by Tencent, so they've got that Chinese money behind them. Oh no, are they? They're owned by Tencent. Uh, they. I think Tencent has a, a some some share of. It's not a controlling share, but. Uh, yeah. Uh, Tencent's everywhere. They're everywhere. And, and and I mean, there's there's an argument to be made here that, you know, you look at GTA Five. There's there's really no skin off Rockstar's back for them to give this away for free either. Yeah. Because you take that game online and you you get the the some of their premium currency with that, uh, with that free version on the Epic Store, and then you go online and hey, they're gonna they're willing to sell you stuff as well. Oh yeah, they've got stuff that they'll sell you. So, I mean, there's an advantage there, or or at least an argument there that that you know, hey, AAA games is as free since a lot of them already have microtransactions, maybe a better route. Right, but but uh, imagine that Grand Theft Auto Six free to play. Yeah, I I could see it. How much? Well, all their money. GTA Five. They throw it all yeah. on GTA Online. GTA, you know, GTA Six Online. Here you guys go. Oh, sorry. Would you like some money with that? Twenty dollars. <laughs> like, 
Well, that, that's what it is, right? Nowadays, <laughs> the microtransactions is is how these game studios are getting all this money, right? Uh, you you brought up the Fortnite. Uh, there's there's people who've spent a fortune on loot crates and a whole bunch of stuff uh, for their game. It's that you know you might be getting some games for free, but uh, in the end, like people who are really into Grand Theft Auto, they're gonna you know they get the game free. They might get the DLC. They'll get the uh, they'll do the microtransactions for certain stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the end, they're making you. You know, you you getting a seventy eighty dollar game, but uh, depending on if you purchase all the stuff, you could spend up to two hundred if you wanted. So yeah, uh, th- there's there's ways that these companies are getting their money back, and microtransaction is is just that's the way they're they're getting all this money. You know, I uh, I mentioned I played World of Warcraft earlier, and and that was a game that man that that game bled me dry. Let me tell you. <laughs> Fifteen dollars a month for a subscription, just to play the game. Yeah, yeah. And then you had to go and buy all the expansions because it wasn't free to play. So, nope. you had, mm-hmm. so you had to buy the game and then pay to play the game that you just bought. I I remember working <laughs> at EB and and having people come in and say, "I've heard about this game," and I say, "Yeah, you know, this is the game and this is how much it is, that sort of thing." And I'm and I'm like, "Okay, but before you buy it." Let me tell you a thing or two. Right? And, Here's yeah. the list of stuff. Yeah, the number of people <laughs> that are like, well, wait a minute. So I can't play it unless I'm unless I'm paying subscription. I'm like, yep, that's the way. You get 30 days for free, but, you know, first hit's free, and after that, uh, you're on your own. Uh, uh, you want to keep playing the game you bought? Well, that's $15. No, but yeah, that on top of character changes and all that other stuff, man, I dropped hundreds. I dropped, mm-hmm. I dropped hundreds on World of Warcraft, and uh, yeah, I mean it's just one of those games, and I mean you know it's uh, you know FIFA does it with uh, their foot packs, or I think it's called foot packs or FIFA Ultimate Team packs, yeah. And yeah. I always got to be careful saying foot, you know. <laughs> but uh, so Brian Boss has a comment here, and then uh, we're almost about to uh, round things out here. Uh, if AAA games started launching free day one, every single game will be play to win by absolute necessity. They'll be unplayable without paying for a ton of microtransactions. Yeah, because I mean, in Grand Theft Auto Five, as an example, okay. So Grand Theft Auto Five, and that I don't think it actually has anything. I see this one. I don't think actually has necessarily anything to do with just microtransactions, but it just has to do with time and longevity and just the extremities of the scale and you know on one side you have guys flying around in motorcycles that are capable of, of uh, jet speed travel through the sky and can shoot rockets and they're a it's a motorcycle right and then you're just mm-hmm. driving around on the ground and a beat up old beamer because that's you just logged in for the first day you know what i mean like <laughs> you know you, you know you, you, you logged you know you don't own your own car you just walk down the street and stole the first you know thing that drove past you just so you can start driving around Here's this guy comes out. You're like, okay, well, it's... so yeah, I I think I mean there's a lot of AAA games that don't have a pay to win model out there. I mean, you know, again, like you know what what's a AAA game? Well, League of Legends is a AAA game. Uh, you know, a lot of these AAA games are right now over on PC and they're kind of making their way over towards console. But like League of Legends has been out, and that's a free to play game. Uh, Fortnite, it's a free-to-play game. 
I, I think we're gonna see more of them. I think we're gonna see more free to play games, and I wouldn't be surprised if you know, like like you said there, like Grand Theft Auto Six. Like, could Grand Theft Auto Six really be a free to play game? Yeah. If your hook is to get more people to to spend money online, you you lower the price just a little bit of everything online. You know, instead of a million being uh you know a million dollars being ten, you you charge people seven. I, a lot more people are probably gonna throw that seven down than they would the ten. Mm. But uh, I, I don't think we're far off from that that hypothetical even as it stands. I mean, Battlefront Two came out and that was pay to win basically yep. and it was a dollar game like yeah. it was a price game and had all the microtransactions and the loot box and you had to buy the featured heroes and you had to do all this other stuff or you could grind it out but the grind was so obscene that they they reduced those that that grind by like something like 75 percent shortly after the launch <laughs> w- without a, without batting an eye like that grind was built in. That grind was already there. Like we, we're not far from that. No. That, that that reality as it stands, and the games are full price. Yeah, and you know, for, for them to you know just drop the price and for them to change it up and and uh, you know just and, and and I really I don't mind it. I I have to say like, I don't mind cosmetics. Right. I don't mind cosmetics. I don't like. The ability to purchase gold or, or cash to then purchase other items because that's pay to win if you can log in day one drop fifty dollars and all of a sudden you've elevated yourself to being able to whoop everybody else's ass because you've got the better vehicles you've got the better stuff yeah other people can compete with you over time but you know it's just that that stepping stone those kind of stepping stones should not be available in games where you go from you know one to 50 because you paid money you know mm-hmm. you can change your hair color if you paid five bucks i don't i don't fucking care about that but you know if, you know other than that no no there's no no charges but uh <clears throat> oh you got something there danny uh, i was gonna say is that you know um um you know talking about to pay to win it doesn't give you a chance like like you brought up i'm gonna bring up like a a first person shooter you know if you say if you have a game that you pay money for the best weapons you can find of course you're going to be unstoppable online doesn't matter how good of a player you are if you have the better weapons that you paid for you know what fun does that bring to your game no no to to me it's just it's it's kind of a slap in the face to somebody who either doesn't have the money to put into the game like they do. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. For me, I just find that that's exactly it is. It's yeah. It's it's a stupid you know. It's a stupid mechanic to put in a game is allowing the player to basically cheat to get ahead. Brian Bottle says, purchasable, purchasable cosmetics are fine all day long. You want to drop an extra $6 to look like a pony? Go for it. But that pony <laughs> better have the same stats and abilities as the guy using a base skin. Agreed, right? And, and, and that's yeah. it. It's just, there's got to be that fairness. And, you know, I, I do think that there is, there's been enough chaos and you know, enough anger directed at EA. 
that mm. uh 100%. You know, they've you know i don't think we're going to see an issue like that as bad again no actually no i, I know we will but it won't be as yeah. there won't be as many people doing it i don't think it's going to be as many um I, I do see. I do think we're going to see free to play games though a lot more. And uh, uh, they, they, Call of Duty is another game that I actually think deserves a free to play treatment. And I actually think sports games do too. Uh, they could all use the free to play treatment, and they could all use the uh, you know just oh quick little updates here. This, this this got added in. We've added this in, and you know none of this yearly title stuff. But. Uh, mm-hmm. That is it for tonight's show here. Uh, so we're just going to spend the last uh, couple minutes here rounding it out. Um, uh, not good. Uh, there we had to look at my notes there for. Uh, but uh, so we want to thank everybody for being on or for joining us here, at player to player. This is our first episode of the talk show. So whether you are hearing us on uh, Twitch Live, you've been tuning this, tuning in, and joining us for the night, whether you are catching us on YouTube or whether or not you are catching us on Anchor. Don't forget that every single Monday from 9 to 10 p.m. we're going to be discussing everything gaming. We're going to be discussing the biggest gaming news of the week, little tidbits as we did earlier. And then we're going to be taking a deeper discussion into a topic like we did with the state of gaming, where you, the viewers, can have your comments uh, added in as well to our discussion, just as we did tonight. Um, And that is the premise. So every week we're going to be here. Uh, You guys will be joining myself, Jake, uh, Wes, Danny and uh, Will will uh, hopefully be there next week with us. Uh, he was unfortunately just not able to make it uh, to tonight's episode. Uh, do you gents have any closing thoughts? Just thank you guys for uh, watching. And, uh, you know, we're just going to get better and better with uh, every show. Yeah, couldn't have said it better myself. All right, that, that was good. Yeah, that was, a, that was good. Okay, well done. But uh, so yeah, thank you everybody for tuning in. We appreciate the support and uh, catch us next Monday as again, we'll be diving into some topics. We'll be announcing what we'll be talking about in the next couple of days. So tune in to our Discord. We'll be sharing that information in there. Uh, otherwise, you all have a great night and we'll see you later. <laughs>